Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. Another fucking weekend in the books. How you doing? Weekend in the books, doing good. I got a green arrow, so I'm a little more jubilant than usual. Um, except Palace today, dude. Ugh, what a, a game ended about an hour ago. I'm just a little, a little sad about That's it. That's a sad result. Yeah, it was a sad, a sad turn of events there at the end, but played well. Yeah, we don't have our actual overall rank updates yet, but I think we're both going to definitely be on greens. Oh yeah, I mean, I was, I was up. Yesterday and I got Smalling plus like a bench point, so I got nine today. I, I was up thirty eight k. I'll probably be somewhere in the thirty five k region after the updates today, I'd imagine. So how many points do you finish on? Tell me about your week. Uh, so I got I finished up on sixty seven. Uh, Captain Salah ended up only being three points more than Kane, even though you'd think he had fifty more points than Kane, judging by all the Kane captainers yeah. fucking whining little bitches. Yep. Um, the Mares, dude, that Mares goal was just ridiculous. Oh. The ten pointer was at the the last pass stoppage time goal. I, I so think it was ninety seventh minute. Yes, yeah, so good. And then I had a Mane goal, had Smalling goal, and then Walker and Robo cleans. I had I had points chipping in from all over the place. So yeah, good week. I mean, didn't hit. 67 points, tidy. Hopefully I can build on this and not not build on it. Yeah, it felt like a good week for the active player. Like I feel like most of Slack are are sitting pretty around like the 60 points range. And mm-hmm. top 10K net average is 53.5. Overall net average, 45.5. So that should be a lot, of, a lot of greens coming through. I'm on 64, but I took a hit, so really 60. Mm-hmm. Um very dramatic triple move. My only third hit of the season. I took out Jones, which is fine. Laporte, who came in with a seven pointer, and then Son with a fucking sixteen point haul, which was during the day of watching the games was probably my darkest moment of the season. Just watching him be the most likable person on Spurs by far, and just just so good. He's just so fucking good. Scoring yeah, for fun also, and laughing, and he scored his brace before Mares did anything. Exactly. So you're just sitting there wanting to die. You left for a while, and then Mares finally. <laughs> yeah, no, last it, moment. It was my turn this week to close my laptop, exit Slack, just fucking gutted at everything in life. I, especially because I preached patience with Son. I was like number one champion of that on the pod, and then I. Went against myself, which is usually a bad idea going against the pod. And yeah, I mean, the Mara's goal was a big turnaround because it was just the fucking most beautiful free kick ever. Chills. And that was the, that marked the end of those, those slate of matches. And then the Liverpool game came, got the Capsula, Robo clean, like everything. So that was good. So I brought in Robo clean, Babies clean, and Mara's haul. So. Only a net loss of five points, even with the minus four. So I'm not that mad. Um, yeah, we could. We've both done far worse than that on a minus far, four. Far, far, far worse. Minus 20, I, so. I lost in the cup, which is brutal because 
if I did not make these moves, I would have won in the cup, which is yeah. yeah I mean, realistically, yeah. you you are ineligible to win the cup anyway. So it's yeah. good that you got knocked out. You had a good run. At least I lost to Vanderhorn and Loten fucking attacking I mean, returns. I just, just, yeah. Whatever. But yeah, my backline, auto sub of Duffy. I got Davy Davis, Robbo, Smalling, a six six eight six, insane backline, and yeah, so it's it's pretty good. Um, Quainer, auto sub, who gets subbed off at thirty minutes. Good job by him. What the fuck was that? I don't know, but yeah, overall pretty good. Should be a nice green. So I'm I'm cool. stoked. Um, let's shout out the February winner because we didn't know last pod who it was. It's Colin Bothwell. Good job by him. And then a shout-out, the two-way tie for the March leaders thus far in the uh, Mug League, the Patrons Prize League. Luke Evans, a.k.a. Kindergarten, Cl- Kindergarten Klopp, which is a fantastic name. And Paul Tooley, a.k.a. Tooley's team, also fantastic <laughs> name. So good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Opposite sides of the spectrum with, like, a clever pun in the postmodern Tooley's team. Uh, um, and then shout-out the top of the FML field, Public League leader Nicholas Rinderly, a.k.a. Jack Wilshire. Straight up. <laughs> just That's just, his team name? That's his team name. <laughs> just Jack Wilshire, capitalized properly. I love that. Good, good job of him. So um, let's do a quick sponsor, and then let's let's dive in. Yeah, what do you got? You've heard those other lawyers talk about how tough they are. Well, talk is cheap. If you've been injured in an accident or find yourself in the relegation part of the table, choosing the right law firm is crucial. At IU and IU and Associates, our results speak for themselves. 4-1 versus West Ham, 2-0 versus Sheffield Wednesday, 1-0 versus Burnley, 8-1 versus Knott's County, and the list goes on and on. Tell your club chairman that you mean business. Call IU and IU now at 1-800-BROTHER-OF. That's 1-800-BROTHER-OF. And get some guys who do some stuff. IU brothers in. <laughs> Why are they lawyers? I just I was like looking at the team and I just saw IU and IU and I was like that's such a good law firm. <laughs> that would be a great law firm. Just any Donna, like last name and ampersand last name I just love. Yeah. Esquires. Yeah, exactly. Um all right, so let's dive in. Where do you where do you want to kick off? Um I mean, should we do United first since it's fresh? It's fresh. Yeah, we could talk United. They're they're quietly Picking up win after win after win, <laughs> even though they yeah, look kind of bad. They look kind of bad. Um, Lukaku, we shouted him last week. We'd rather have someone like Lukaku over Aubameyang. He comes in again. Sanchez, still the worst value pick in FPL, maybe in FPL history, so not going to go there. Uh, Lingard keeps his place, plays 90. I mean, I know he dropped back to right wing back, but if you're a Lingard owner, you're happy there. But what's going on with the fucking defense, dude? I think it's it just feels like it's time to jump ship just yeah. because they've put putting in such inconsistent performances and the defense has been being pulled all over the place. Realistically, like ever since whenever they don't have Jones in, their defense is just so much more susceptible to letting goals in. And like Smalling and Lindelof today. Smalling I thought played well, but Lindelof is he's just in and out. I mean, he doesn't play much, so what can you expect, really? And, and, and if Valencia and Ashley Young are asked to actually defend, they're not the best either, especially Ashley Young. 
Yeah, so I think it's time to probably divest in United Defenders for a little bit. I mean, the yeah. blank's coming up. They have Liverpool and City in the next three of the next four games that they actually play um, for game week. So it doesn't feel great to have any defender, really any player, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those weird things where in the stats world, they've been getting lucky for months in terms of like the chances they're conceding versus the goals they're conceding, like picking up quote-unquote lucky cleans. And most people are just like, well, that's just De Gea. He just papers over all of those cracks because he makes worldy saves every fucking match. And that is true. But, you know, I guess eventually if you're just letting teams get clear chance after clear chance, even teams like Palace you just can't keep the cleans going like they were in the early early part of the season. Yeah, I agree. I think De Gea is maybe like the omission of someone to sell just because it's like a bad position on your FPL team to spend transfers on and he yeah. still normally gets save points even though he didn't do today. Um, yeah. He's still really expensive, but you can't possibly have other like lack of other problems that he's your biggest problem. So yeah, and the thing with him also is you're not making that much money there. You know, it's not like um, you know, it's not like you're getting rid of a premium defender for like Mariapa so you can make a huge upgrade somewhere else. It's like the cheapest guy that you'd probably want is like Carius, I guess. So you're making a million. It's not that much impact in in yeah, probably your other that's transfer. Fair. That's fair. But yeah, I don't know United. I don't know. Lukaku, sneaky, I feel like could end the season being a good pick again. Yeah, I mean, he he wasn't great today, but he got a goal and he just spends like 65 minutes of every game just standing somewhere in the box. So by nature of just playing, the ball will fall to him sometimes and he'll score. So he's still a fortune, but the other thing is looking at the double game weeks, I think United are supposed to double... um, in like 36 or whatever, like the second double. 37 probably, yeah. Something like that. So we'll have a lot of time to see where they're at come their double if we really want to buy, but right now it looks a little bit sketchy. Yeah, and you know, someone wrote in, where is it, 2RS1 on Slack, said Jones, get rid. I mean... Yeah. We don't want we don't want their players who are playing. So holding someone who's very ambiguously injured is is really sketchy and just seems unnecessary to me, even though he's obviously been great all season. The only thing I'll say is it'd be very Mourinho to look like shit versus Palace and then Jones and Bailly surprise come in and start together versus Liverpool and they hold them to like a nil-nil or something. But yeah, you, you don't want to bank on that, though. No, I mean, that narrative's written. But we also, with Jones especially, for people that still own him, it's just we saw it before he missed five games, and I think there was like a break. I mean, he was out for about two months, I think, in that point. And he's always had a long, he's been riddled with long injury history throughout his playing career. It's just the kind of thing that Mourinho's not very upfront with press conferences. He doesn't even go up on set pieces. So if they're not looking stout on defense, yeah. he's certainly not getting an attacking return in this world. So. There's just not tons of upside holding him, even though he was an absolute god from game like one to ten or so when they were keeping cleans for fun. They just don't look like they're doing that anymore. And I think other telling thing is like they're getting Boston midfield today against Crystal Palace, and you know we're not great. <laughs> we're not a very good team. So when they're playing fucking like City and Spurs and shit, 
it should be worse, or Liverpool, it should just be worse. So right. it's just a bad little window. And again, you know, it's not forever. Maybe we'll have them for the very tail end or something. But I think, yeah, United's a little bit a place to probably try and divest. Yeah, I'm excited for Matic's price to rise after a World Day this week. It's all United fans all bring him in, right? It'll he'll definitely rise. Yeah. Um, should we talk about? I mean, there's not that much to say about Liverpool. Um, they just keep being really good. It's just been like really consistent. The guys that we've been banging on for two months now are still all really good picks, right? Salah. Firmino, I think Mane is finally turning a corner. He's been great for you. Back-to-back games with a goal, playing in game week 31, and the defense has been great. I mean, Carriers and VVD have really changed everything. So I, I still think Rabo's a great pick. What would you do with someone like Gomez? You have to get rid of him. You, yeah. you can't keep someone who's just not first choice, which seems to be the case right now. And it's too valuable to not have three Liverpool. Like taking Liverpool spot is such a valuable asset because you have, I mean, Salah, so you have two left. And Firmino doing it every week, you have a really viable option in Mane and or you double in defense. Like they're all of those players are very good FPL assets. And yeah. we should all probably have three Liverpool players at this point. It's just, you, Trent's been really good, so yeah. I don't even hate going if you have Robbo, like just going to Trent. You mean I Gomez? Yeah, yeah. If you have Gomez, so but I do people own Gomez still? He yeah, hasn't people still own Gomez. Yeah, I still people still see people on Slack and Twitter and everything just be like, "Fuck!" Like Gomez doesn't start again, you know? Just because I mean, Klopp's been kind of secretive about it too. It's like he's back in training. Does that mean he starts? Why is Trent all of a sudden first choice? It, it's it is. Weird. I don't have like. There's no concrete reason that we're ever going to get as to why it's happened, but it's just you just have to recognize that it is happening and just deal with it. It's the same with Laporte. I mean, someone Alistair Fraser said what to do with Laporte and Gomez. I mean, it's great that Laporte got seven points this week if you own him, but any week he could not start. That's been made very, very clear in the past like, month or so. And he's taking up a city spot. They have other defenders who are nailed. They have a bunch of good attackers, and you want all of them. So it's, I don't know, I just don't think it's worth holding those kind of guys. And I mean, specific, I want to talk a little more, just like step back about st- strategy for defense, but yeah. and how it's a little different with Gomez. Before that, also, I mean, Trent, honestly, in the last handful of games, looks phenomenal. And with Van Dyken and the defense and, and midfield clicking like that, they can afford to have someone a little bit more prone to lapses on defense where they'll have some cover and help. Yeah. With the advantage that you get of Trent's balls and his pace and what he does in the final yeah. third that Gomez doesn't offer I mean, them. He, so he's much more of a natural right back than Gomez. It's it's always right. been the case. He was just younger and less experienced and a worse defender and we just couldn't handle that. And yeah, I think I think Van Dyke, especially just his pace, his ability to just be like a center fielder and go from side to side and cover everything is just yeah, I, I totally agree. That's spot on. Yeah. And I mean the difference too is right, like Gomez is a center back by trade and yeah. Trent was a winger. So I mean it's easy he already has to he knows a little bit of defense playing a winger, so it's a little easier to go from right wing to right back 
especially when you're on a team like Liverpool and you're not parking or you're not playing defense for 70% of the game. So anyway, with that aside, it's also if you think about your defense, like your five-man defense, right, and the structure of your team in FPL, if you have someone like Gomez, I mean, you're not going to have four other like five five point five million start every week defenders or anything. So if you have a player like Gomez in your defense, and then you're going to also have another four or five on a team like Swansea or something, you are already stretched so thin because you're going to be really relying on your other three or your rotation. And then if you get an injury or if you get something happen, you're going to be forced to start a one point auto one pointer or maybe two if your guy gets lucky and only concedes one goal by starting a defender on another bad team who's in the four or five region. So it's really important to have five playing defenders for like the long haul or for the medium term just so that you have the ability to switch and swap based on fixtures and so that you don't get backed into a corner and you're playing someone who's definitely not going to keep a clean sheet, a bad a defender on a bad team with a really bad fixture. And owning Gomez, you're like, okay, well, if Gomez starts, I'll be fine this week. And then he just doesn't for three weeks. You get like Agbana off the bench or something, and all of a sudden you have 10 men for two or three game weeks. It's just the kind of thing that you need to address sooner rather than later. And it's something, I mean, it took me a couple of years to learn that. Like I, I remember when I started playing the game, I would get burned by that and I would pick not nail defenders or a little more tenuous guy to save like 0.5 here and there. And then I end up just getting buried by it. And then it, it takes a hit to fix or something like that. Yeah. And it's just not a place where you want to be. So for me, like I'm looking at smalling and, you know, we don't know when Jones is going to be back. There's a break. Smalling to me is definitely third choice behind Bailly and Jones is the first choice center back pairing. I mean, he's out of my team this week. I'm trying to just preempt that problem, you know. So those are the kind of things. It's not like sexy. I mean, he he's still okay right now, and I could do more flair things elsewhere. But it's a problem I see waiting to happen. So you know, that's just a thing. Yeah. No, I think that's a really good. Uh, I like when you get like macro and strategic about it. I think it's good. Thank you. Um, Let's talk about the chips really quick, just because we are getting now. It's one more game week before thirty-one, and right, yeah, we're talking about game week thirty, but one one game week away from both of us using our free hit chips. Yeah, I mean, we're both committed to doing that in thirty-one. Um, there's four fixtures on the eight teams that are going to be playing in game week thirty-one: are Bournemouth, West Brom, Huddersfield, Palace, uh, Stoke, Everton, Liverpool, and Watford. So, I mean, we both have like a few players. Of those shitty teams that are playing, besides our three Liverpool guys, but um, and we've talked about it previously that you know we're just gonna we're gonna go into thirty one with the free hit. We'll get our our teams back in thirty two. Not worry about our transfers last week or this on getting guys in who have games in thirty one. Just kind of looking at it outside of that, and then we're gonna try and see what we could piece together with our wild cards when we know who's blanking in game week thirty five. When we have the information about who's yeah. going to progress in the FA Cup at that point, so you know the the amount of fixtures that are going to be off in Game Week 35 are a lot less. It, we may we'll see what kind of issues we have and and what compromises we're going to have yeah, to make on our wild card because we're not going to be able to go in with five or six players who blank in Game Week 35 on our wild card, for example. So that's something we're going to have to just address when we have the full slate of information, but. For right now, it seems like it's acceptable to be able to figure a team that has uh, just three or maybe four players, and then you spend one transfer after after to get an extra player in. But it seems easy enough to get eleven to me after the wild card when we know is blanking, and this is for the second blank in game week thirty five. 
Yeah, that, and that's so far away that I, I honestly don't even think it's worth talking about right, right now. You have to just decide if you want to use your free hit for next week or not. That's the thing that you have to decide because if not or if you don't have your free hit, you should have been, but you need to start now if you haven't been getting in guys who play in Game Week 31. So Lego Mane on Twitter asks pretty much what are your key Game Week 31 teams and player targets Josh King Hattie, and then Joe Walsh on Twitter also said, our palace assets are looking decent for the blank. Townsend, new hair transplant, looking the dog's tits. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I think it's an important conversation to have right now just because there are so many players that have bought into getting to not free hitting in 31 and they're spending 100% they're spending their transfer this game week on someone who has a game in 31 so I mean we talked about Liverpool exhaustively and that that takes care of itself but to me I mean I've been banging I've been banging on about Benteke lately um I mean even before slack bang on even before the game today to be fair and I mean he was like a 9 out of 10 today he was absolutely fantastic and so good and it's against United. So, you know, against Huddersfield, especially given the fact that we have Chelsea next and we we fucking shat the bed today against United, that is a huge game for us. And it's yeah. not a huge game for Huddersfield because they're pretty safe. So I feel like we're going to be really up for that game. So I kind of like getting in Palace assets more than Bournemouth, Stoke, or Everton. Um, the issue is who. I don't think we're going to keep it clean. I don't think you should get any defenders in. PVA, I guess, has that little bit of attacking intent, but it's so unreliable to transfer someone in like a fullback looking for an assist or like a goal like he had today. But, <laughs> but at the same time, there's there's no good defenders in Game Week 31 except for Liverpool guys. There's really fair. none. No, that's fair. And you might just want to spread your eggs around the baskets yeah, and just pray you get thing. a clean. I mean... Other than Liverpool, like you're not going to want to start. I mean, you're going to have three defenders and a goalie, hopefully. And yeah, I mean, I guess you'd probably want a Bournemouth defender because West Brom are awful. Yeah. Like, maybe you could go for a Palace. I mean, maybe you go with one Stoke, one Everton. I mean, maybe you have Coleman or Baines in then in there. So yeah, you I'm have, thinking like, maybe Sheamus, a Bournemouth, and a Palace, or honestly, a Huddersfield and a Palace. I don't think is bad. Like either team could win. Yeah, something yeah. to nil. Yeah, but I'm hoping that Zaha's going to be back. So it's yeah. That would I mean, be a that's huge more boost. that's more for a free hit and not someone that you would want to get in right now. But Townsend's looked okay, but he still doesn't feel like he's ever going to score a goal. I mean, he has two goals all season. Granted, he did score one today um, with a massive but, deflection. Yeah, massive deflected goal. But he just doesn't look really that threatening, and he doesn't shoot that much, and he's really out wide for he, the whole game. So. He gets some assists, though, to be fair. I mean, he has six yeah, assists he, on the season, and Palace's season didn't really start until like game eight or nine or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. But at the same time, granted, I, I like Palace's chances to maybe score two or three goals in game week 31. I would still rather have someone like Shakiri or... Even like Stanislaus or one of those guys who are right in the Townsend bracket. I mean, maybe like a Watford mid. I don't know. A fucking Will Hughes is back from the dead or something. I, it's going to be sure. really fun, honestly, to make this team on the free hit. <laughs> yeah, it's like it we get to get all these fucking guys who are the last on match of the day every single week and they all. 
fucking suck and all these teams are terrible and we just get to have them all for one week and just like yeah. what's gonna happen that in all the games are on saturday it's just gonna be like crazy like yeah it's complete I'm really lottery i'm actually so excited yeah it's gonna be really fun um I almost wish Liverpool didn't play just because it would be more chaotic and yeah. then there would be like captaincy would matter and shit. But as it is, it's still going to be really fun. Yeah, it's still so fun. Just it's just it's playing bingo for one week. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's actual just like, bingo. It's oh my god, luck. Pereira brace. Like who has <laughs> like, them? Like oh, raise your hand. You fucking win the prize this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be exactly like that. Yeah. Um, what do you what do you think about Palace? I mean, I'm very biased, but. Yeah, I li- I like Palace a lot. I mean, before this really bad run that they've been on, when guys were healthy and before the injuries and stuff, I was saying that I think they're the eighth best team in the league um, behind Leicester, who I think is the seventh best team in the league. And I still kind of think that's true. When they, when they put in a performance like they did against United, uh, you can see what I mean. And when their squad is fit, I mean... Sako, who knows if he'll ever play again. RLC, who knows if he'll ever play again. Um, and Wilf will be back soon. And I don't know when Dan's back or what. You know, the the injuries are huge and ridiculous for Palace. But if if Wilf is back and they keep playing like pretty decent football, like not horrible against Chelsea, like keep it tight, maybe Nick one or something. Then yeah, I, I totally back that. I think. They could definitely do a job on a team like Huddersfield who don't sit back and will go right back at them. It, it almost suits both teams. Like it, That could yeah. be a 2-2 or a 3-3 or something if if chances are taken. So, yeah, I, I like the idea of getting in a Palace attacker. And if Wilf is back, then that's a really good guy to get on Game Week 31. Yeah. And I mean, in a week where there's really very, very few good players, I think Wilf is... By far the best asset outside of Liverpool in game week 31. Yeah, maybe him tied with Shakiri. But I mean, I still really think Benteke, I, I'm, I'm up for Benteke right now. I feel like he's. Yeah, no, he's I include look, him in that, absolutely. Yeah, he's just been looking good the last few games. He's playing a lot better. His, his touch is a lot better. He's getting into good positions. He's, I Dude, feel he like has, he's got he has a brace. seven returns in the last eight game weeks. Or, yeah, or this, eight in the last nine or something. Like it's that's the thing. We crazy. we mentioned it. I mean he's got We mentioned it a yeah, while ago and it was just like, what? <laughs> it's shocking just because he keeps getting bullshit assists on just like weird side passes or a knockdown in the box yeah. off a corner and then it's kicked in or he get he draws a pen. Like he hasn't been doing it with much like, you know, no one's noticing because it's just like dumb shit, but he's yeah. been returning better than any under 8 million forward in the game for two months. Yeah. So, him and I mean, Glenn 7 Murray. 6. Sorry, go ahead. Him, no, just saying him and Glenn Murray. Fucking Glenn Murray to get the fuck out of my face <laughs> with that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like Benteke. Yeah, Benteke, Benteke and Milivojevic are going to be in most teams, I'd say. Like, of yeah, teams I mean, who are free hitting. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely not going to have Milivojevic, but I'm sure a lot of people will because they'll just see, look at the points and do. Well, it's there, just, but. it's just, I, I feel like it's almost worth the risk because it's just if they get a pen, he gets a ten pointer. Yeah, but like, I no, I know. Point, but, I want to find my ten points in open play alone. I mean, ideally, but when you're up against fucking Zenka and Luva, <laughs> maybe you can draw a pen a little easier than most, especially if Wilf is back. It's, Diving pen merchant, so Ugh, I don't know. Yeah, Could, he is a fucking piece of shit. Diving pen merchant. <laughs> um, 
Uh, quick shout on Stoke. I mean, we have obviously Shakiri is going to be a prime asset. I'm sure a lot of players already have him if you're playing for 31. But interesting to see maybe Chupamoteng's starting to play uh, at striker with Diouf injured. So mm-hmm. that's one to keep an eye on because he's cheap as fuck. So he could be in the midfield in the midfield conversation. They they do get to play at home in 31 and Everton are, are all sorts. The but thing with what, Shaq, and I've been a Shaq owner through this whole stretch, is it's funny how the average player in FPL does not discern between like a flash-in-the-pan type of player and long-term, you know, like projecting for long-term success. Yeah, like, like, like buying Matic instead of Shakiri or something. No, but even buying Shakiri to me, I'm like, I'm like pretty over having Shakiri. He he only has one blank. He just scored me goals in back to back to back games. That is not gonna keep up. Like he's already eclipsed his like career goal effort. He shoots like once or twice a game from outside of the box on his weak foot. It's like it's it was amazing when they went in and he fucking carried me through those weeks. But like I'm not looking at owning him long term at all, and I'm sure a lot of people are are already bringing him in, and a lot of people are going to hold him for way longer than I am. And I'm already like Stoker, fucking awful, so bad. And that's the that's another main point. Yeah. Is Stoke are very bad. Stoker's so bad. Everything that Lambert has done has been um, defensive. Yeah, it like it's it's less it's like not defensive. It's like conservative because he's not like doing anything differently, like picking different players or different formation even, really. He's just, like, not letting them attack as much. And you saw that so clearly in the Leicester game where they just, like, didn't leave their half, basically. For Even though they were kind of keeping Leicester in check, they were just not doing anything. And it's just, like, they're so bad. Shaq gets, like, very, very few chances, if any, in every game. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I'm happy I had him through his run, but he's not a good pick for the rest of the season. Yeah, I have nothing to add to that. Yeah. Um, one one player who is maybe worth having for the rest of the season is Butlin. Butlin is back. I mean, he's five, but he's he's doing what he did when he was you know top three finisher in points. He gets so many yeah. fucking saves because they 15, suck. 16, Yeah. Yeah, and he gets. Bonus because their defenders just fucking hoof it and they don't complete any passes and they suck. So if you're getting a bonus, if you're getting bonus when you fucking score an own goal, like you want that goalie. So I'm looking at Butlin, like maybe getting him in for. I mean, definitely, probably, definitely going to be my goalie for the free hit. But even maybe for wild card, like he he's flying under the radar. I mean, he has the most saves in in the league. Yeah. Which is crazy when you think about yeah. how like no one has owned or considered him all year because they're maybe the worst defense in the league. But yeah, he just racks it up and just yeah. look at him over the last like six or so game weeks and you'll you'll see what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and I mean yeah. the main difference now with Lambert versus what was going on with Hughes was they're not they're not conceding four goals anymore. I mean they're a shout to concede two at most is kinda yeah. how they're set up. So, you know, he's he's coming in with Three or four points when they're not cleaning, which is phenomenal for a goalie. So yeah, Butlin's a good shout. Yeah. Anyone else for thirty-one? I mean, we're kind of going on a little. Well, this bit is an long intro- about this. We're not going on long. This is like a running fucking joke every episode. We're not going I got, long. I dude, I fucking got you again. <laughs> You're just baiting me that. into this. Yeah, I was planning that since we started recording. Oh since you okay? God. You fucking uh, um, little twat. 
one guy that plays in Gaming 31 but is a terrible shout for Gaming 31, but I think he's a good shout otherwise, is Mariapa. Um, since Javi Gracia was hired and, and Marco Silva out, they've been really tight and really good defensively. Um, they've played five fixtures since then, conceded three goals, one to Chelsea, two to West Ham, and have three cleans. He's been nailed. He's 4.0. Arsenal and Liverpool in the next two, Liverpool being the Game Week 31 match. But then after that, they have a really nice run. And I was looking at him for, you know, even for like a doubler enabler because they have such a good run and they're keeping a lot of cleans and, and being really tight that that's someone I'm looking at for even like for a smalling move, even though he's got a bad fixture this week. I'm free hitting in 31, so I don't care about that fixture. And I just think... You know, in in seasons past, if there's a nailed 4.0 defender on a team who's looking good defensively, which all of us on Watford are, then that guy's in all of our teams. And he's just kind of sneaking under the radar. He's up to 4-2 now. The the problem is, I mean, I kind of haven't even considered a player from Watford just because their fixture in 31 is awful. But I mean, he's someone I could see putting in my wild card team because that's what he's I'm talking 4-2 about. And yeah, he's four two, and like if I'm wild carding thirty three, like I'm, I don't have my bench boost, bench boot, boost, bench boot, shit, bench boot. <laughs> I don't have it left, so I don't need to fill my my bench with double game weakers. So I mean, that's what I'm looking at for him. But it's just unfortunate that the fixtures fall in the way that they do for him and for Watford in general because. You don't want him this week in thirty, and you don't want them at Anfield in thirty-one. So yeah, but that's the thing with thirty-one. You don't even have to care about it because you're free hitting him out. You know, so that's why I kind of, even though you you don't want to start him this week ideally, and you're free hitting in thirty-one, so you don't care. 32, 30, 32 through thirty-seven, they have one bad fixture at Spurs, and that's they have fair. a lot of cleanable fixtures. And I, yeah, I think fair. he's I mean, super he, under the radar. The the tricky thing with it is like. We're going to wild card in either thirty two or thirty three, most likely. So, I mean, you got to plan that you're going to your defense around that you're going to if you're bringing him in that you'll start him probably there, which is a little tricky to do. But yeah, I mean, Marriott at four two is like you're saying. If players under four or five that are nailed defensively on a team on defense on a team that look defensively sound are always good options. Always attractive value. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we should talk about even, Raz. We both have Raz, and maybe sure. we could just talk about City in general. Marsali asked. Sterling replacement, Sané versus Dilva versus Son, and I'm adding versus Mares in there. What do you make of this whole Raz thing? I mean, Sterling is a fucking problem, and we both still have him. Yeah, huge problem. He hasn't played the last two games. He hasn't even been making the bench or making the trips. The frustrating thing is that we're not getting any information. Like the, yeah. uh, It's been running theme of the season worse than ever. Is the press conferences are fucking useless. I don't know Completely why they didn't have them anymore. But like he keeps fucking posting on his stupid dumb fuck Twitter or whatever the fuck that he's like I'm training I'm great and he's like pictures doing of him weird, training with full team yeah, yeah like some fucking diesel exercise shit he's doing and then Pep's like well you might make the game week squad and we're like cool like that sounds positive and then he just doesn't even go to the fucking game he's just at home chilling so <laughs> we need we need midweek I mean they have Champions League on Wednesday so we'll see if he's in there for that but. I mean, it's getting to the point where he keeps dropping, so all the value that we have, we're just losing it. So, yeah. I mean, I think I bought him at 8, maybe 8-1, eight, and now he's 8-7. So, I mean, I still have a lot of value tied up in him, and if he's healthy, I'm, there's no way he's going anywhere on my team. But, I mean, we're going to be wildcarding soon, so I need points now. So it would be nice if he's not dead, but 
I'm leaning towards keeping him just because I feel like keeping him for the rest of the season. That aside, I mean, David Silva obviously is back, back in good graces. He looks like David of old before his unfortunate personal circumstance. Sané looks up for it again. He looks rejuvenated after he misses time. I and mean, we know what De Bruyne does. I mean, it's just more business as usual from City. I mean, they only scored the one goal, but I mean, Chelsea, they, that game was out. That game was done the fucking minute the kickoff occurred. So, I mean, I feel like you just buy with confidence in general. Bilva will definitely go back to the bench when Sterling's back, but you don't know what to make of the Champions League stuff. It's like he's going to play, he's going to rotate a lot for this next game because it's done. But then it's like, how much rotation does he really need to do for Champions League? There's like a couple games left, you know? So everyone's fit and never, he hasn't been riding any players extra hard all season except for Kevin, who's a machine and it doesn't really matter. So I, I don't, I just I would know. want I hate, city players. I fucking hate the rotation shit because all we can do is speculate and it's just, that's like the most frustrating and shit because we all have an absolutely no idea. We just complete guesses totally in the dark. Press conferences mean nothing. Lineups, frankly, mean nothing. Like, no matter who plays in Champions League, that to me means basically nothing as to who's going to play the league. The only thing that would be good is if Sterling's fit. Yeah, I mean, you spin it, right? Sterling starts on Wednesday. Like, he started like great, but now he's not going to play at the weekend because he just can't play two games in five days. Easy to spin. He's on the bench. They're like, oh, he looked great in 20 minutes. He's definitely starting on the weekend, then he's on the bench again. Like, he's not in the squad. He's like, he's saving him for the weekend. He's definitely starting this weekend. So, there's no. It's very you tempting can, to just to just rip the bandaid off there. I have to admit. Yeah, I mean that is something that's worthy of consideration. Like if you don't have that many problems, you can get in someone like David or or Mares if you don't own him. Something more sure thing, but I don't know. I mean, even Son. I, I mean, obviously this is kind of points chasing because we were just recommending last pod to get rid of him, but. I was just thinking about it before we potted. Like, if if Spurs get knocked out of Champions League this week, Son must be considered back to first choice in the league, like, pretty steady. I mean, he's just so much better than Lamella or Lucas. And when they start, Spurs pick up a lot more points and win a lot more games. And, you know, that'll be... For me, who just got rid of Son, I really hope Spurs go through in the Champions League, but yeah, because then he's like massive rotation risk, and he'll always carry a, a bit of rotation risk. I think, especially in away games, because he picks up all of his fucking goals at home. But hey, he should be in that mix. Yeah, that's fair. And I just also with Sterling is the thing is with FPL, it's such a what have you done for me this game week, but. He has 15 goals and 10 assists. Like he's performing like a 10-10-5 midfielder this season. Yeah. And so I mean, we bought him at 8. Like if we have to stomach a couple zeros, hopefully our bench is in order, like I'm okay with that. I yeah. I'm, yeah. I don't like removing a player who's a knock like very close to returning who I want forever. You know, cuz I just feel like I'm spinning my wheels and I'm spending transfers in like the wrong places. So that's kind of where I'm at with Sterling. Yeah. But, um, so you're your leaning towards s- holding no matter what happens in Champions League? Yeah, I kind of am. I mean, I yeah. have guys on the bench that play. I mean, what? he Sterling starts, he could blank too. I mean, it's not like it's I'm guaranteed points if he plays. Like, he doesn't play. I got a guy off the bench. I'm like, eh. Yeah. I feel like Sterling's fine. I'm free hitting in 31. So it's, I mean, he's 
there's no way he's not going to be back by fucking March 31st. That's in a, in a month. Yeah. So that's true. That's true. You really know, so true. I'm also looking at that. So uh, actually, on that note, we should give a PSA that if you're free hitting in Game Week 31, like we are, you should use all of your free transfers this week because they will not roll over. You can't save a free this week and then free hit next week. You won't have two in Game Week 32. You'll go back to one. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, but the the other but if you use your free you use your free transfer this week, and I'm say you're free, say I'm free hitting right now, I use my free transfer on my team and I push confirm and then I push I do another transfer and I say free hit. The first transfer you make isn't treated as like you're free for the week, right? Interesting. I have no idea. Like that would be wiped out, and That's all transfers really are wiped out. Yeah, I have no idea. Someone twit twit us about that if you know or if you have learned from experience. Yeah, because I could see it both ways, right? Like you do yeah. your first transfer, and then you have zero freeze left, and then you free hit. But the way but it you, works in wild card, it's not like it, that. It's not like that. As soon as you trigger wild card, your whole week's worth yeah. of transfers are wild card transfers. But it's different. Because, yeah, anyway. it's di- yeah, okay. it's different because you get the team back. That's very interesting. I don't know. Yeah, someone someone fill us in there. FPL Towers, great, great authorities on this topic. <laughs> I mean, it's a new chip. We don't. Oh, new know. chip. All right, fine, fine, fine. Um, what do you think about Kuhn? I mean, I'm a Kuhn owner. A lot of people are talking about Kuhn out. Didn't look particularly good. Um, Jesus. See, is I back. thought he looked great. He he did. His build up and stuff was great, but he didn't really look like scoring. I didn't think. And yeah, but I mean, Chelsea were. Putting three players on him the whole yeah, game. That's so it's right. like, I mean, the bus, whenever he got the bus into was any. the biggest bus we've ever and seen. And it's like whenever he got into any goal scoring position, there were three players on him. So that's why he was pulling all over the place to get the, t- yeah. the touches. No, and he shit, had so. a great game. It just wasn't yeah. great for FPL returns, I guess, is what I mean. But yeah, yeah. So that's back to back, no goals. Jesus is back fit. Yeah, we expect some level of Kuhn in Champions League when the, when the Champions League fixtures matter. They have really tough fixtures coming up in 33 and 34. It's kind of tempting to do like a Kuhn to Firmino type of move. Yeah, I'm kind of still in the same place. I mean, it looks like I'm a fucking asshole for saying this, but like sort of still in the same place that I was like by not owning him all season is, and now that Jesus is back, whatever. But it's just like he's so expensive and I'm not captaining him. And... Especially thinking down the line when the doubles come. I mean, if you have some value sunk in Aguero, like he is one of the more notable players who you expect to be rotated when Jesus is actually 100% fit if they have two games within a, with a few days off, you know? So it makes it Definitely. feel like the investment's even worse placed in that moment versus someone like Kane, who you know is just playing every game because they have, they're not playing like Urente or whatever. Um, I but I'm not in a rush to remove him now. They have I mean, they I, have Stoke this week. <laughs> yeah, they have Stoke. I mean, that could be for you know he's Easy Stoker. Four. Yeah, City. That's that's a joke fixture. So he could score four. He could also not start. I mean, Jesus could start. We have no idea. Aguero could start midweek, and Jesus starts on the weekend. Like it's there's anything could happen, but we don't know. It's all speculative. But I I just don't think that that's a issue. I think you just got to keep him at this point. Yeah, I think I just keep him at this point too. And then and when you're free hitting card, at 31 anyway, and we'll figure yeah. it out by 32. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yeah, very realistically, Kuhn could score more than three goals this weekend. And you don't really want to ever remove someone with that, that potential. Yeah. And the thing also about this weekend that's especially interesting is 
United and Liverpool play, so that means captaincy is live. So you're looking at Aguero versus Kane realistically. So if you have both, then you're you're looking at a question. And Aguero is a very viable captaincy option this weekend. Yeah, uh, I'd be so ideal if Jesus plays ninety in in midweek. And yeah, that like, that would be that's extremely good for you. Scenario. That's Captain that Coon situation. That's that's definitely Captain Coon situation. Um, what else to say? I mean, Glenn Murray is a great pick. Um, I don't know what else to say. Any you got anything we got, else you want to talk about? I mean, yeah, we got got some cleans in this week. Was nice, just in general and in life. There were more than like one. The Spurs and Liverpool, exactly what we shouted last week. So it felt yeah. good for those to come in. I, I really hate Bournemouth. Oh my god, they're so bad. I mean, that they're was just so annoying. That was part like, of the reason so that I annoying. got Mares, and I, that's what I wrote in lineup lambs. Is I mean, obviously he only scored the one goal, and it was a ninety seventh minute free kick. But they had Leicester had so many chances that should have been a three one. But yeah, I don't know. They they squeaked it out, I guess. Bournemouth are just fucking annoying. So frustrating. And then dude, Burnley lack of clean sheets is just ridiculous. How I cannot believe how few clean sheets they have. <laughs> uh, no, let's let's go. Yeah, there's some other questions, but we're gonna move on this time. Um, so let's go to captains. <laughs> So you mentioned, I mean, Salah. I mean, Simple Mug wrote in on Twitter, after seeing how dog shit that United defense was against Palace, is captaining Salah not such a bad idea this game week? Yeah, I mean, I That's just think it's a bad. Point. I think it's a bad idea. I For how consistent he is, I mean, at United is the worst fixture of the season for them, attacking-wise. and Probably like at Chelsea is a little worse, but yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, when you have Kane getting to play Bournemouth or Kuhn getting to play Stoke, like those aren't close fixtures. They're absurdly lopsided. Yeah. And Astronomic, think, astronomical gap there. Yeah. So I, for, I just, I don't think it's a good captaincy solo week, even though him scoring is never a surprise. I would be surprised if Liverpool score three or four. You just don't. Just, yeah, low ceiling is never a qualifier that you want for a captain. Really, consistency yeah. being the number one, and Salah obviously has that. But low ceiling in a, in one week is, is not ideal. Yeah, I mean, if City and Spurs were playing each other this week, then we have a conversation. But as it is, I just don't see. I mean, it's going to be the first time I haven't captain Salah in a long time. I think I'm on like six or so game weeks straight of captaining him, but I'm definitely on Kane because I don't have Aguero. But I, yeah, I think it's not a it's not a solo week. Kane is fucking pissing me off this season a lot. Yeah, he should be. I mean, he's been really fucking up a lot of chances that he would have buried last season. He should probably have more like 30 goals than the 24 he sat on. The but amount of I, shots that he has is, is staggering. He just yeah. shoots fucking... Eight times a game, it seems like, and he just can't score a goal. Like he has so many blanks at home this season. Yeah, but you game. say that, and he's got assist, goal, 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 blank, goal, brace. Like, right, he still scores every game. But yeah. yeah, he's not. He still looks like he's a hat trick waiting to happen. Yeah, and, and you know, he's got happening. pens, and it's just not happening. He's getting big chances every game, and he's just not burying them with the same conversion that he seemed to have done last season. And yeah, he's just preparing I mean, for an England World Cup. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um, but I mean, the Born myth. It's it's just you can't overthink it. It's it's simple. You got to follow that. And the, he's not on form, but he's not been blanking for fun. So I'm definitely on Kane this week. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Kane is a great captain with the amount that he shoots. Spurs in great form. Kane maybe not, but Spurs are in great form. Like this should just be an absolute cakewalk for them. It's very hard for me to imagine anything less convincing than a two nil. And this it has potential of three or four or five nil because Bournemouth are one of the worst teams in the league and maybe the worst defense in the league. I mean, those yeah. are not stretches at all. Yeah, the only thing is Bournemouth at home, it's like it's very difficult to predict because sometimes they just put up a good performance at but that's home. Just at football. The I mean, every team yeah, that's that fair. That's stays fair. up and is bad sometimes puts in good performances. You know, that's just, I just feel like it's burned me in FPL more than with other teams. Yeah. I mean, it does, they do have something about them, but they're like small ass stadium and weird camera angle. Um, I hate that camera angle. Fucking camera, but they have they have two cleans at home in fourteen games. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, you know, it's, it's just no. It should be three nil, four nil. Yeah, so. that's it's every everything is pointing to three nil, four nil. Um, the only other guy I think is yeah, I think I think Kuhn might be a really good cap, especially if Jesus plays in midweek. Is there anyone else though? I mean, I don't think so. Chelsea have Palace. I mean, we the way that we've been looking lately. I guess I mean I never consider Hazard a captaincy, but if people own Hazard, I guess you would look at it. But I don't think that's better than Kane or Aguero. Me neither, and, and then, I don't think an Arsenal player's good. Home Watford, they're bad team. Yeah, yeah, Arsenal are too bad to consider a captaincy from at this point, let alone getting any of their players in. But I, I mean, if Aguero start, I mean, if Jesus starts midweek, I would probably captain Aguero over Kane, just because I think City could score fucking. Ten goals. Well, they and, yeah, they actually can score. Yeah, seven like they could actually score against six. Stoke. Wasn't that was the yeah. seven to two? Yeah, I, I mean, I think they could just score six goals. I don't think Spurs can score six goals no, in a game. I, I period. So. They just, I don't think they have that in them. But unless they're playing Rockdale, <laughs> um, Rochdale, Adam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, that's yeah. I think right? that's it. And there's just not that many other teams that to talk about. Fucking captaincy, brah. Yeah, the later in the season, every FPL season, the later the season goes, captaincy is just more and more clear to everyone, yeah. I feel like. Which I mean, kind of sucks. It gets a little boring. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. But there's still other ways to gain, as we found this week, and we'll find week in, week out. But it's, you know, it's a game. We, we are, we are, we do need to find other ways to rise in rankings with, with the captaincy of Salah every single week, other than this week. That's yeah. the thing that we need to talk about. But um, yeah. let's go to our team. So, what are you looking at? You have two frees, right? Yeah, then they updated OR. I'm at 33K. Okay. I'm clawing, I'm clawing my way back. Clawing your way back. Clawing my way back. Um, I'm at 92. Big, what are you? big green arrow for me this week. Where are you at? 92. 92, good job at you. Yeah. I am um, looking at doing Callum to Benteke, funding by downgrading Smalling to a non-playing defender. Do you have to go non-playing? I have to go non-playing. And you're just taking this kind of risk because you're wildcarding soon enough that it won't burn you long term, is what you're thinking? Yes. Wow. That's exciting. 
Yeah, I mean, I just don't see too much downside. I still have like very stable Stevens and Dunk on the bench to cut and Coiner. I mean, don't. I guess I have to. I'm gonna have to start Dunk a couple times, or I'm gonna start Coiner a couple times, whatever. But it's only. It's really gonna be for just two game weeks. So I think. I think the risk there is better than keeping Smalling because otherwise I have to remove like Raz or Alonzo or someone I don't really want to do. Right. That's the most. Convenient place to make money. Yeah. It makes sense. And and, I mean, and with your palace bias, it's a very fun yeah. move. And, I mean, taking Smalling out before he plays Liverpool is like, what am I losing? I'm not losing shit there. So, yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, interesting. I'm, I'm kind of looking at a similar move, but <laughs> with uh, mine, my version of it would be Quainer to Glenn Murray and Smalling to Mariapa. For a hit again, you're going to go back on a hit? I'm looking at it. I mean, I think Glenner, I've come fucking around on Glenner, dude. I'm ready to Glenner. Like, it's ridiculous with him. He's the thing, the thing that he, I mean, he's the same player he's always been, but. Yeah, exactly. I think the main, the main difference is, is Kierdo is starting to play really well. And with him and, and Grob, like, they have real quality and, yeah, and, and creativity too. behind yeah. them. Yeah, proper. And Stevens, like, they're good in midfield. They've been playing really good stuff lately, so. I mean, I just I cannot stand the player Glenn Murray, so yeah. I don't consider him an FPL. But yeah, I, I'm not. Gonna. I mean, I can go on a Brighton ramp, but it's as short as their X goals have been steadily rising all season. All of these new players that they're bringing in have all contributed very positively. Glenn's stats are incredible. <laughs> like he's second only Kane for X goals in in recent weeks. Second only Kane in big chances. Third to Kane and Kuhn and shots on target. Like everything and his career minutes to goal ratio, which has always been pretty good, like a goal every every other game, mm-hmm. is all there. Um, and the next four fixtures of Everton, Leicester, Huddersfield, Palace, even though, you know, probably wildcard before then, are really good. I, you know, if I, yeah, I just think it's good, especially yeah. this week at Everton. Like, I mean, it's just. But he's the on other fire. thing is. The other problem is that, you know, when you're taking a hit for someone and then you're going to be only, it's so short term, you have a much less amount yeah. of time to make it back. So just think about that because it's, it's tough. Like he's still Glenn Murray and it's still Brighton and they could still score one goal in the next three games and we would be not, any, we would not be surprised at all. Yeah, so. that's definitely a thing to consider. I mean, yeah. all, all things aside, I'll probably wildcard in 33 and bench boost in 34. Mm-hmm. And that would mean that I'm only really getting two matches from Glenner. So maybe I shouldn't do that, but it is a yeah. fun thing to do. No, I mean, it does feel like based on who you're removing, you would maybe at worst like come or had come out neutral. I don't know. And it's, just, it's, fucking... a nice, it's a nice 3-4-3. Three, three. You know, I haven't had a third forward all fucking season. And right. It's just like a nice 3-4-3 three, three for me to ride into wildcard kind of. Yeah, but like you have Ogbonna, Raz, and still have lost his cheek on the Yeah, bench, no, so. I have I have things that I should do other than this, but this is the most fun thing. To, to yeah. be honest, it's Monday and it's 8 p.m., and I haven't looked that closely as to what I'm going to do yet. So, <laughs> okay. That's I really mean, I also I have fucking Pope, dude. Pope's going to be benched any, any game now. Hopefully yeah. he makes it like one. I mean, Adrian is just so bad. West Ham are so bad. The thing is, when I watch Match of the Day, 
Adrian actually like didn't really do anything wrong. <laughs> no, he. I mean, he, he usually does. Usually, yeah, usually. This week, like his defenders and everyone, and Swansea got lucky. We're just. It was just a complete West Ham meltdown shit show. Like they are falling apart before our eyes. <laughs> they really are. Like, like what the, main the fuck, I, dude? Yeah, Four one to Swansea. Like what? <laughs> Swansea in after Swansea just got. Done four one. Yeah, <laughs> done. So that was sad. a good done. <laughs> it's so sad. But the only thing with me with Pope and Adrian is like at least because I'm wild carding soon. I, it's I mean Pope's not getting me points anyway. He hasn't had a clean. She's had one clean sheet in the last three months. So yeah, it's such a shit show, dude. Goalie just continues to yeah, absolutely tormenting you for a me. while. It's, I had mine oh, fixed for a long time with the hair, but. Even that is sort of falling off a cliff. Yeah. I mean, I had One about, clean in the last five for De Gea. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I only had about six to eight good game weeks this season where I felt good about Pope, but he's Burnley. Yeah, first half of the season, Pope was fantastic. Yeah, but I mean, I didn't get him initially. Like, from yeah, when yeah, I yeah. actually got him into my team, I didn't have, like, I just feel like every week I look at goalie and I'm just like, oh, God. Remember when, when I started the, when the season with Heaton and I was oh, yeah. fucking, I was pushing for him so hard in the preseason pods and then he fucking did one on me? Yeah. I, uh, if Stokes stay up, I might look at Burnley next season, or Butler next season. I don't know what the fuck. Hopefully, hopefully they incorrectly priced Butlin at four or five and Stoke finish in seventeenth and are horrible. <laughs> and then we're Butlin straight in next season, no question. Absolutely no question. I just ugh, it's so depressing with goalie. Yeah, it's a bad so bad time. I mean do you get I get that feeling. I'm just like, okay, I wonder when the when will they concede? I'm sitting like the game's going yeah. on. I'm like maybe like twenty eight or so and then it's like <laughs> no, I'm like, okay, like probably like forty, like right before half. No, I'm like Probably like sixty five. I'm like, oh, they can see it. I'm like, okay. But like Ter Hall just and types it's the like team ninety, and they can see. Dude, Ter Hall on Slack types the team name of whoever my goalie's <laughs> playing. I'm just like, okay, good. Like, he you. has like some sort of gambling <laughs> app up in Slack that is literally before the event happens in real time. It's fucking insane. And he, yeah, I mean, he just types Burnley. Yeah, and I'm like, it's he just said Stoke, and it's yeah, just like every uh, every time, just like whenever Terhal sends says the team that my goalie is playing, I can relax now. They yeah. did not keep a clinks; they're yeah. awful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all, all right, let me slap an ass. One new patron this week, a new new member of our Patreon deserves an anus slap. His name's Scott Schneider. Thanks so much, dude, for joining. Scott, so Scott, and support the pod. Um, any last words? Yeah, let's check us out. Check us out at fmlpl.com. Follow on Twitter at fmlpl. Support is at patreon.com slash fmlpl. And cheers!